You're listening to Bluey's Brisbane with Justin and Lou. They're calling it a rain bomb, a massive system sitting over huge parts of southeast Queensland. The message, if you can, stay home. G'day, it's Justin here. And as you've probably heard on the news, Bluey's hometown of Brisbane has been flooded. Unfortunately, parts of the city have been underwater for days. Many people are without power. It's just been a real mess here in Brisbane following about three or four days of torrential rain. Just to give you an idea, many parts of the city have received their yearly rainfall in just three days. It was torrential. It started raining on Thursday night. It didn't stop raining until Sunday night. All that water had to go somewhere and huge parts of the city have been flooded. Now, one of those suburbs is Oxley, where Bluey's Brisbane's own Lou Bromley happens to live. I couldn't get into Oxley because all the roads were cut, water was everywhere. Um, So I've managed to get her on the phone to have a quick chat about uh, her experiences with this flood, what's happening in her suburb of Oxley. And I started out by asking her, is this as bad as the last big flood in Brisbane, which was in 2011? I think that's a really interesting question. I think that there's been just so much commentary on how relative it's been to 2011. And while it has come under levels, it was such a different experience because it was actually a, it was rain. Mm. And so many of us remember 2011 being a blue sky flood. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, if there was something I've heard a lot in the last three days, it's that um, we were incredibly sick and tired of the sound of rain and usually that's the sound of comfort mm. and all of us actually woke up I think anyone I talked to said we were all awake at 2am it's when the rain stopped because it was this background noise that suddenly wasn't there and it was so disorienting for it suddenly to be gone and then that felt like it was something wrong and yet you did want the rain to stop so um, it's just a lot of anxiety too because it's it's post-trauma from 2011. A lot of people are commenting about how um, devastating that was in so much as strangers coming to their yards with good intentions um, and into their houses to clean up. But so many precious memories and things that didn't have to be thrown away were mm. were turfed. People didn't talk. Um, so the, we're, we're running a lot of comms at the moment, primarily on Facebook. It's we have a very active um, community in, um, in Oxley Online just about, you know, don't force help onto people who at the moment really just need time to actually think about what has just happened to their house. Um, people are pro- still processing. We still have houses with water in it. Um, they're even trying to organise a clean-up literally right now today. It's a little hard Um because it's the waiting game at the moment and people are processing. And I'm also going to say this as well. Um, on the community page, seeing a lot of requests coming in from people who have got no connection whatsoever to our community. And it's a nationwide. People are living interstate or over the other side of the country. So it's almost like we have online tourists and you always have those who want to go sightseeing, see the floods. And my big klaxon call is, Stay at home. Stay away. That's not helping. And we're not your tourist um, attraction, online or in person. And we're all just waiting patiently about councils, um, Brisbane City Council, in terms of what the Mud Army might look like, and that's being coordinated behind the scenes at the moment. 
Um, yeah, and just actually getting to know, I think one of the best things that anyone can do in our suburb is just get to know your neighbours, check in on them. Are they okay? Mm. Um, and can it be just a bottle of water? Is it off a muesli bar? Something like that. So, yeah, it's an interesting uh, state to be in at the moment. And it certainly does feel like it's 2011 again, but it certainly does feel different too. I think one of the best things, we were just literally having this chat before, you know, we started to have this talk about what we're going to do, what do we learned from 2011. And I think one of the best things that people can do, use Gibbet, and it's things like, if you donate money, that means it can be turned into by Gibbet and other organisations that matter, into gift cards. Um, because donating on secondhand things is not often um, the solution. And I know that sounds like I'm advocating, you know, don't reuse or repurpose or recycle. But um, the, it means that if gift cards, for example, you can get as a flood victim things that are fit for your purpose rather than trying to make do with things that might not actually work. And I think when you've been through trauma, when you've lost all your stuff, being able to get stuff that works for you, fits properly, all that sort of thing, I think that's actually really important and we can't discount that. And a gift card is also really easy to store. And at the moment, um, uh, we are just shuddering at the idea of just being inundated with things that aren't fit for purpose. And, and where, whereas people might mean well, it actually just doesn't help those who are flood victims. So I think one of the best things you can do is get on the Give It website, check out what they're listing about things that people need and ways you can help because that is the single source of truth right now. And I can't emphasize that enough. Actually follow the directions about what people need for help. And then, the, other, the second thing I'm going to say is if you are listening to this thinking I'm going to go help people who are flooded anywhere, not just Oxley, you've got to listen to the owners. This is a lesson in consent. And if they have no idea what they want, chill out. Let them have space. Give them a bottle of water. Um, make them a cup of tea if you can. Um, don't go charging in and just um, ripping things off their walls or throwing all their worldly things out on the footpath. They are gone through trauma. They have... It's a rubbish time, <laughs> rubbish time. But it's, yeah, you've got to give them the space because it's their call on how their stuff needs to be dealt with, not your call. And I think a good helper is, is someone who's going to, is part of the Mud Army, is those who give the owners the space they need to figure out the help they need um, and follow their directions. So that would be my big two things that I'd say. Give it and... You know, really listen to those who've been affected about what they need. What's the current situation? Um, you've still got plenty of uh, houses that are flooded and you're literally just waiting for that water to go down? Yeah, exactly. And Oxley Road is still cut um, because there's flood water over it. So, And we're also a bit nervous. The forecast is has been made that there's more rain going to come later in the week. So it's really about how much water can actually drain away with tides because Oxley Creek, um, in case people don't uh, know, it's a tidal creek because it's connected to Brisbane River, which is a tidal river. So we're just really hoping the tides are going to help us um, drain that water away. But if there's more rain in a saturated catchment, 
that's really hard. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with water levels again. Yeah, it's actually, it just feels like uh, there's a lot of people who are ready to be mobilised. And we learnt lessons from 2011 too about what worked and what didn't because I'm seeing just so much activity behind the scenes that um, to do the best job we can to help those who are affected um, without repeating what we know didn't work before. So that's really cool. So what does your community need right now? Um, are you looking for outside help just yet? No. Outside help would mean you're clogging up roads. A lot of um, major arterial roads are still cut off anyway while they're being assessed for damage, uh, while you're waiting for waters to recede. Um, what do we need right now? I think actually it's following the advice of what's already out there. Like Givet has been mobilised as a place where you can do financial and stuff, donating things, and what's actually needed there. I think that's one of the lessons that we learned from 2011. There are a lot of donations of things that kind of actually look like someone went, hadn't quite actually gone to the dump or I hadn't gone to the op shop yet and so I'll just donate it. And so there was a lot of rubbish, hard rubbish, that ultimately volunteers were throwing away because it couldn't be used. Um, so it's stuff, stuff is actually probably the worst thing you can be giving people right now. And... Um, people are still processing what they need. So one of the things I think we need is some time to make sure we know what we need and who genuinely needs it. And, yeah, that was that was a big message from my street as I was walking down this morning because we had, it became open again. And just touching base at each driveway of who was up at, you know, 5.30 and saying, what do you need? Where's your head at? How are you going? And um, sometimes I think people just needed a chat and that's what we're doing, I think, well too. Is we're keep making sure we're letting people know we haven't forgotten you, we know where you are and we're looking out for you. What are um, what are some of the good stories, you know, the good news stories that have come out of this? Like I've had a quick look through the Oxley community page and seen, you know, people opening up their, their houses for laundry, you know, washing and drying clothes, um, people opening up little charging stations. Have you seen things like this happening throughout the suburb? I'm literally talking to you at one of the charging stations because um, we don't have power in our street. So I've, I, I feel like I'm an extra from the walking dead in the outfit of choice in our flood apocalypse right now. I've <laughs> charged across um, the suburb to just plug in my phones and some other stuff so that we uh, yeah, can have conversations like this basically. But um. Yeah, so there's some amazing stories and actually one that's going to get, I'm hoping to do a call out to Kate. Kate, um, she dropped down 300 um, battery-operated tea lights because a few people have been caught short thinking they had candles in the back cupboard. They did not have candles in the back cupboard. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be giving that out to a few houses just in case, you know, you'd low on candles by now. But the great thing is these, these don't require matches in the dark and all that sort of thing. So then she's told me, um, her husband, some mates, so they're kayakers, and they did a rescue mission to Oxley Creek Common. The cows were on the roof of the Oxley Creek Common building. So Oxley Creek Common's like a kind of like a working farm, mm-hmm. and there's a cattle herd that lived there, and they rescued the cattle. The, the cattle went for a swim, 
from Offsley Creek Common all the way um, from that Rockley sort of border through Oxley over to where they are. So they were herding cattle in kayaks. Amazing. I think that's amazing. And they got all the cattle out safely. Oh, sorry, they got it all over to... So Corinda State School's on the other side of that lake at the moment. And Corinda State High has also got... They do ag studies. They have their own um, livestock as well. So they got them, the cattle from Oxley Creek Common, to there to higher ground. And they're happy cows now, a little less soggy. <laughs> I'm sure they but are. I, I only just found that out this morning. And they did take some video on the kayak just to prove to themselves I'm herding cattle through a flood on a kayak. So, yeah, just a big shout out. And it's there's some people who have just been the MVP. Like Oxley's got a CWA, Country Women's Association, very active group of women here. They have been, well, they had power going baking and there's going to be jam drops and brownies and other sensational baked goods. So things that you don't need to, they've been baking all the things you don't need to keep cold or warm up. Mm-hmm. And like, I think we're going to have a pop-up afternoon tea in a few couple of places and this afternoon. I think that's actually one thing I really like about being in Oxley is that there are far more of those stories than others that you hear. And unfortunately, yeah, I was talking to one of my neighbours at the bottom of my street they had to call the cops because they had strange cars turning up at 4 a.m. looking at houses where people had evacuated. Mm. So we're being vigilant and very mindful of that. That's something that we learned from 2011 because looting does happen. Yeah. Um, and it's just great to see a street mobilised where it's like, no, I'm going to look out for my mates. I'm looking out for my neighbourhood. And, yeah, and using the official channel, which is really good not facebook as your first protocol if you know what i mean so yeah so yeah i do feel safe i i feel really great that i actually live here and that might sound weird from a woman who's got no power kind of cut off although we've got some of the water's gone down so we've got a bit more road access to access shops with power and other suburbs now but um it's the people here that are just brilliant